Hello, witches. Happy holidays to all that celebrate. Have you been feeling the holiday cheer this year? Merry Christmas Eve as well. If you're listening to this the day it's released right now, as I'm recording this, it is the first week of December, which immediately means Christmas. I have my hot chocolate as well as a Celsius and a glass of water next to me. I'm a three beverage girly, you know, at all times. I must have three different beverages with me. The hot chocolate though is from Dunkin' Donuts because in my opinion, they have the best hot chocolate in the world. And it's in this really festive, I'm like looking at it now, it's like in this really festive holiday Christmas ornament tree cup. You know, I've heard from quite a few people um, that they are not feeling it. Not the Dunkin' Donuts cup, but the holiday cheer. And it doesn't feel like Christmas to them. But for me, it is the complete opposite. I've been watching Christmas movies um, since Thanksgiving that I haven't watched in years, like The Grinch and Elf and Home Alone. And if there is one thing I love, it's nostalgia. But I would really love if it snowed. New York, at least the city, not upstate, doesn't really get much snow because of global warming and climate change. We get flurries here and there but not much these past couple of years and it makes me sad because white christmas does not look hopeful but also are kids even getting snow days nowadays like i I don't know anyway before we get into this episode i want to take the time to thank everyone for a couple of things number one the engagement the past two months have been incredible episode two that i released last month about Sagittarius did super well. So if you haven't listened to that, go check it out. I got some new podcast subscribers and I had a lot of people reaching out to me or seeing me in person who said they really resonated with what I said or just had a lot of positive feedback about the episode. So thank you. I'm glad you guys really liked that one. And I've really been thinking about going into 2024 doing astrology guides for the week ahead. So making this a weekly podcast instead of monthly. I love doing this, but right now there's a disconnect between it and me because I only do it once a month. And one of my biggest transits for 2024 is Jupiter and Taurus moving through my third house, which can essentially translate in one way as me focusing more on communication-based projects like podcasting. So maybe that is on its way to you. The second is that I just got the hugest amount of engagement on a TikTok video of Scorpio versus Taurus, which was one out of six of a series I was doing on the sister signs. Over two million views on that one, which is insane. Over two million views. Like I never thought I would have a video that that did that well. So if you were one of the people who engaged with that video, thank you. It helped a lot. And now there are so many new witches in the Topaz community. So if you are one of those people, hello and welcome. And with that being said, welcome witches to episode three of Witch Talk. My name is Brie and I'm Scorpio Sun, Taurus Moon, Pisces Rising. This episode is going to be fun because it's going to be a guide for your year ahead based on the astrology of 2024. And I'm essentially going to piece together the overall vibe of 2024 based on major astrological shifts that are going to be taking place. If you want a more specific guide based on your rising sign, then stay tuned on the Topaz TikTok because I'll be doing an in-depth video for all 12 rising signs for the year ahead based on 
the astrological events that I'm going to be talking about in this episode, those are going to be pretty specific um, for you based on your rising sign. You're not going to want to miss out on that. I also always get a lot of questions about why I and most astrologers make astrological observations based off of a rising sign instead of your sun sign and to quickly answer that it's because a sun sign is so so generic a sun sign is given to millions probably even billions or trillions of people per month based on the season that they were born whereas a rising sign is a bit more specific and really boils down to the hour or even minute you were born the way I think about it is that the sun sign is given to you per month because the sun changes signs once a month moon sign is given to you every two days because the moon changes signs about every two days and then rising sign is given to you hourly because the ascendant which is also another word for rising sign changes about every two hours so it's still pretty generic because there are going to be millions of people who uh, i don't actually know it might not be millions might be just like thousands i don't know but there's still going to be like a super big amount of people who are going to have the same rising sign as you but just not not the same amount that would have the same sun sign as you and it really does narrow down by a lot, which helps when astrologers don't know your specific birth chart or like me and give astrological content through social media and want people to resonate with what I'm saying. So when you're reading a horoscope, I always recommend reading both your rising sign and your sun sign. The way that I'm going to format this episode is I'm going to go over five major shifts that are going to be happening in 2024. There are so many different astrological events that happen throughout a year. There are full moons and new moons and Kazemis and portals and retrogrades and so much stuff that happens monthly, but I'm going to give you five major astrological events that start in 2024, and I'm going to go over three other major astrological events that already started in 2023, but are going to continue into the new year. Let's start with the three events that already have started, but are carrying into 2024. I'm not going to go into specifics for these with your rising just because I have already done that on TikTok. They are important, but they have been going on for a while already. I've definitely have addressed two out of three already on the Topaz TikTok page, but if you haven't seen that, just head over there. So the first is going to be Jupiter in Taurus. Jupiter moved into Taurus earlier this year in May, and it's been retrograding for a little while in Taurus, but that retrograde ends on December 31st, so just at the end of this month, which means that we are going to be moving into 2024 with Jupiter being direct in Taurus. It's going to be moving direct in Taurus until May 24th of 2024 before going into Gemini, which is a astrological event that I'm going to be talking about later that happens next year. But with Jupiter and Taurus, you can expect a more relaxed and grounded approach to life. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and of growth. And so when you have that planet in a sign like Taurus that is very sensory based, I think you can expect to connect and find a better relationship or appreciation within your physical realm. Because Taurus is a stereotypically relaxed sign or chill sign, it's important in these next few months between January and May to not get so overwhelmed by the new opportunities that will be presented to you, you know. Since Taurus is an earth sign, one of the best ways that I like to break it down is by thinking of it as a tree. I, I love to break down the earth signs as a symbol for a tree. So, these next few months, you're going to be planting your seeds for growth, okay? And it's not necessarily about what's at 
the end of the branches. It's more about nurturing the seeds for long-term growth, you know? Of course, this is just a tell of a general transit of Jupiter and Taurus, but be sure to look at your chart and look at where Taurus is. Next is Saturn remaining in Pisces. This won't completely end until February of 2026, so we are really in the middle of it. And for those of you going through your Saturn returns, I am wishing you the best. Saturn moved into Pisces earlier this year in March, and I won't lie, it's a pretty hard transit. Saturn and Pisces are pretty different, and this transit does bring up a lot of stress, responsibility, and kind of this forceful realignment or redirection in your life. If you're a mutable sign, so Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, or Sagittarius, you're definitely going to feel it, and I think the most, but obviously look at where Pisces is in your chart. I also got really into this on TikTok in early November, especially even talking about age and astrology and when your Saturn return hits. So go check that out if you want more info on that specifically. The link is going to be in the show notes. The last major astro event that's going to carry its way from 2023 to 2024 is the Aries and Libra nodal eclipse cycle. Okay, that situation. I know there's going to be a solar eclipse in Aries happening on on April 8th, 2024. And then two Libra eclipses. One is going to be a lunar eclipse on March 24th. And then the second is going to be a solar eclipse on October 2nd. So much fun. If you have major Aries or Libra placements or your north and south nodes are in Aries and Libra, your destiny is going to be putting you on the right path this year, especially around those times of the eclipses. I did some TikToks about this already and I know for sure that I did one based off of your specific rising sign and it is a pinned video. So go check that out. A lot of people really resonated with that and, and like the one that I talked about in terms of Aries and Libra. Now, moving on to the first major shift happening, which is going to be Pluto moving into Aquarius. I really love this transit, okay, guys? I think it's a beautiful transit. Honestly, I think any generational outer planet that is placed in Aquarius can be a great one. Pluto is going to be moving through Aquarius from January 20th to September 1st, all of 2024. It's going to Take a tiny break in Capricorn for about two months after that. And then on November 19th, 2024, it's going to go back into Aquarius until January 18th of 2044. 20 years, Pluto will be in Aquarius. It's going to be a really long transit, which means a lot is going to happen. I think that's part of the reason why I see beauty within this transit. You know, we have this planet Pluto that at its core represents transformation, rebirth, and power. And when you put Aquarius in there for long enough, a sign that questions society and stimulates conversations around what is happening in our, in our world, you kind of get this boiling pot of questions and a collective awareness that something is for sure changing in the world. And I think the way this is going to manifest is going to be through AI, artificial intelligence. We've already started to see the effects of this when Pluto was in Aquarius briefly this year from March to June. Aquarius is the sign of innovation, of technology, of the future. This conversation surrounding our technology is for sure not over. Some people embrace it and use it to their advantage, like using ChatGBT to write their essays for them in school. While for others, it's a tool that can be used for 
the inequality of people and their workers' rights. You know, it's it's taking people's jobs or it's going to. So it's for sure complicated, but I am really eager to see how this plays out in the next two decades. Personally, I hope two decades from now my house is as advanced as Tony Stark's is in Iron Man. The next big astrological shift is going to be the Mercury retrogrades moving from Earth signs to fire signs in 2024, starting with the Mercury retrograde happening in Aries on April 1st until the 25th of 2024. I'm just going to use this as an opportunity to talk about all of the Mercury retrogrades that are going to be taking place in 2024. There are only three cycles, including the one I just said, and they're all happening in fire signs. If you didn't know, every year the Mercury retrogrades happen in different elements. So this year they took place in earth signs and now they're going to be moving through the fire signs. So the next one taking place in 2024 after the one in Aries in April will be a Mercury retrograde in Leo from August 4th to the 28th of 2024. It starts in Virgo for a little bit, just as a little crumb from the 2023 Earth sign retrogrades, and then it moves into Leo. And the last Mercury retrograde of 2024 is going to be in Sagittarius from November 25th to December 15th, which means make sure your bookings and travel for your holiday plans are in tip-top shape. I will say... There is nothing like a Mercury retrograde in a fireside. It can be really annoying. A lot of snappy, he said, she said energy, childlike, but still very passionate energy. And I don't know how other people feel about this, but I personally try to avoid any sort of passion during Mercury retrogrades because it can just lead to arguments and saying things you don't actually mean, or maybe that you do mean, but it just wasn't the right time to say that at all. I really just think it'll be important to be intentional and direct when it comes to your communication and tasks and logistics during these retrogrades. Anything mercurial, just be aware of taking extra care. So that really does mean paying attention to any writing or public speaking. I already mentioned travel, but you know, that even goes for short-term travel and transportation, you know, making sure your car is in good shape before these retrogrades or making sure that you have a spare in your trunk, stuff like that. The next major astrological event taking place is going to be Jupiter in Gemini. This is an interesting one. It's going to start on May 25th, 2024 until June 9th, 2025. But then, and this is part of why it's interesting, on August 19th, and December 24th of 2024, so Christmas Eve of next year, Jupiter is going to be squaring Saturn. Now, for those of you who don't know what a square is, in astrology, it's an aspect of, of I would say, of tension. You know, when, when two planets are squaring one another, that indicates challenges, obstacles, and, you know, problems. I always have such different feelings, really contradicting feelings when it comes to anything in Gemini, which honestly checks out since Gemini is represented by the twins in astrology. But it's just because on one hand, Gemini has this crazed, unfocused squirrel energy. And then there's the super intellectually charged side of Gemini, which is a great side. You know, I'm, I'm saying all this to say that I appreciate that Jupiter in Gemini will make us collectively tap into our more mercurial side, like communication-based work and writing and being able to find new and exciting ways to collaborate and communicate our thoughts and ideas, especially if you're a mutable sign. 
But, 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 it is important to remember that traditionally, Gemini is in detriment in Jupiter, okay? Which means that it's not really comfortable in Jupiter. Skip back to the previous episode if you want to understand more um, about Jupiter, because I talk a lot about Jupiter in that one. But essentially, Jupiter is a planet that is expansive and thinks big picture. And Gemini is a sign that is literally the complete opposite and is more focused on the day-to-day little task of the world. The word that comes to my mind is just distracted. Geminis are distracted, okay? Gemini has so many different things going on in their mind, whether it's about people, getting to their next destination, you know, I, I mean, you name it. And so with that being said, once this transit goes into motion, staying focused on your long-term goals might be more challenging because you're going to get distracted, especially because of the square to Saturn, which causes even more tension when it comes to, to your success. My advice is to first hone in and focus on what's important to you. What friends, family, work, activities, etc. do you value? And once you are comfortable in your decision with that, then that's when you can really go crazy. I think the best thing to do with Jupiter and Gemini slash squaring Saturn is going to be networking. 2024 is the year of networking. It's the Andy Sachs year. I, I called it months ago. 2024 is the year of the assistance, the year of Andy Sachs. Okay, witches, you know I couldn't talk about the astrology of 2024 without bringing up the new eclipse cycle that is going to be starting. As I've said before, right now we are in the Aries and Libra eclipse cycle, but starting next year on September 17th, we will have the first eclipse in the Virgo Pisces eclipse cycle. The eclipse is going to be in Pisces and will be the first of the cycle, which lasts through 2026. Now, there's only one in 2024 on this axis because the rest of them will still be in that Aries and Libra realm that I talked about earlier. And it's also on the later side of the year. But there's something about having this eclipse in the same sign that Saturn is going to be transiting through that just really emphasizes its impact or importance. There's not much for me to say about the eclipse right now. But make sure to look at the Pisces ruled house of your chart and where your Pisces placements lie because those are going to be really important. And not only is it going to be important for the eclipse, but it's going to be important for Saturn. The last major astrological event taking place in 2024 that I want to talk about with you guys today is going to be the Mars retrograde happening at the end of the year from December 6, 2024 to February 23rd, 2025. It starts in Leo and then we'll move into Cancer in January. Can I just say, this is the most dramatic energy ever. I mean, Mars, the planet of action and motivation amongst other things, being in Leo, the performer of the Zodiac, and Cancer, this little two-faced crybaby manipulator, no offense. It's just funny. Like, I feel like this retrograde is teaming up against me personally. But what's going to be important for this Mars retrograde is to not do too much. And don't be too angry. and Don't put on a show just because you know people are watching. I feel like this is the energy of, like, you don't actually even really care and you're not actually even really that passionate about what you're like starting an argument about, but you kind of just want to, you, you kind of just want to make, have a show, you know, just do it for the laugh. The exact reaction that I want you to avoid, and, and this just came to me, is 
Regina George when she found out that Katie betrayed her and she just went absolutely insane with the burn book and all of that. But it's it's the specific scene of when she's screaming through her house and everyone in the entire world can hear that was a masterpiece. And that's the reaction you want to avoid because if you are not, I don't, I don't want to say emotionally mature, but if you, let's say you didn't have this information that I'm giving you now, I feel like you can easily get pissed off when this Mars retrograde comes to comes to happen next year and and that's the reaction you'll you'll have with people when they piss you off. So, you know. And the word reaction is important because that is what a Mars retrograde tempts you to do, right? React on its worst end it's trying to get a reaction out of you, but on its best end it wants you to deal with your expression. And so that's such a super Leo trait, you know, finding a way to express yourself. That's all I have for y'all today. It might feel like I sped through these, but that was just for the sake of time. And because throughout the next year when these actually happen, I'm going to dissect them individually and really go into more depth. This was really just to give you all an overview of what it's going to look like. And personally, as someone who mostly has earth and water in my chart, I am just happy to be getting a break. And so I would say 2024 is going to be a great year for me. But you know, the heat is on for fire and air signs this time around. Overall, though, I am just really picking up major, 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 major young Mary Kate and Ashley vibes for 2024 with a hint of Andy Sachs, you know, because I already explained that part. But 2024 is going to be so mutable energy so air sign energy so um fire sign energy and don't ask me why i know this maybe it's just i well it's because i i'm really good at astrology i know mary kate and um ashley's birth chart then they are gemini suns virgo moons and leo risings like come on that is so the vibe of next year that it, that is and so I'm specifically picking up right now on a New York Minute Mary-Kate and Ashley vibe, but I don't really know what specific form of media I'm, I'm getting from them. The, but right now, that's where I am. And you know, you may not get it now, but you will get it soon. Once this stuff starts to unfold, you will get what I'm talking about. Happy holiday, witches. See you in the new year.